Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is day 202 of our Bible in Year challenge, and we are looking through the books of Isaiah, Habakkuk, and Proverbs. Habakkuk is just as long as Nahum was, just literally three chapters long, but its message is clear and its message is direct. First of all, let's begin with Isaiah. We're looking at Isaiah chapter 23 and 24. One thing that I might note is that if you are like me or if you are anything like me, it's pretty hard to follow through, especially with this book of Proverbs. Sorry, with this book of the prophets, also Proverbs as well, because the language that is being used is very, it's not what we're used to, very technical and very symbolic. It is so easy to lose track. You know, sometimes you read a chapter and you're like, okay. What am I supposed to do with it? What what am I supposed to get from this? But I would advise that you be patient. You know, even though you really can't get much from the readings of the day, keep on reading, keep on tuning in, because with time, you would get to see the bigger picture. Anyways, today in Isaiah chapter 23, it talks about the destruction of Tyre. Tyre is a kingdom, and from what we can sense, it is... It was a re- very rich kingdom. It was like the center of commerce. It had like ports where they were doing business with Egypt and importing grains. It was pretty much a very busy and rich city. But we also learned that Tyre, because of its richness, because of its greatness, became proud. Because it it found its importance in its wealth and in its riches. And today, Isaiah was prophesying against Tyre that all of those things that it found pride in, all of those things that it was confident in, was going to be destroyed and taken away. Because they had forgotten who it was that gave them all of those things. And I think this speaks volumes, especially to us now. Sometimes we might be prone to be proud because of our accomplishments, because of the money in our bank accounts, because of our followers and social media, you know, about the most mundane things. We tend to be proud about what we've achieved and what we've overcome. But in essence, what I get from this is that everything we have was given to us by God. And while we enjoy the blessings, you know, while we enjoy the riches and the abundance in our lives, we should never forget who gave us all those things. We should never forget where it came from. We should never forget to be grateful for them and to give thanks to who gave us those things and who put us in charge of them. And then in chapter 24, things um get crazier because all of this while, right, we've been seeing God's punishment on Tyre, God's punishment on Babylon, God's punishment on Egypt, on Assyria, Literally, the heading of chapter 24 says, the Lord will punish the earth. (laughs) It's not just kingdom-based. It's not just race-based. It's not just ethnic-based. It's based on the whole world. The punishment that is to come, or that came, probably, was for every single person, for rich and for poor, for kings and for slaves. And why is it that God was so angry with everyone in the whole world that he intended to punish them so severely. In verses 20, it says, The earth itself will stagger like a drunk, sway like a heart in a storm. 
The world is weighed down by its sins. It will collapse and never rise again. I think the first time that we see that God was angry with the entire earth was in the time of Noah, so much so that he destroyed everyone except the people that were in the ark. And so it is it is only logical for us to know that sin destroys us. Sin destroys our relationship with God. Sin destroys everything that God intended for good and turns it to bad. Sin is our biggest enemy. And so if you're battling with sin, any form of sin today, I encourage you to take your weakness to God and let Him heal you. Let Him teach you how to walk with Him. Let Him prune you of all your excesses. Let Him change your heart. Let Him change our hearts because every single person is prone to sinning. And so with each day, that comes his mercies are new we ask for forgiveness and we also ask for the strength to not go back to those sins again because man sometimes it really be hard it really be so so hard anyways in the book of Habakkuk we're going through chapters one and two and this was um written in a time where the Babylonians were ruling the people of Jerusalem they were already overthrown and they were under the rulership of the Babylonians and it was a very terrible time because the Babylonians were known for their violence and for their cruelty. And then in Habakkuk chapter 1 verses 13, Habakkuk says, But how can, he's asking God now at this time, how can you stand this treacherous evil man? Your eyes are too holy to look at evil, and you cannot stand the sight of people who are doing wrong. So why are you silent while they destroy people who are more righteous than they are? Pretty much the first chapter of Habakkuk is him asking God, why are you standing by watching all of these things? Like, these people are not even better than us. Like, it would make more sense if it was a holy nation destroying us, you know? Because that would be like, okay, you're punishing us and you're blessing them. But this doesn't make sense because they are far worse than we are. So why are you standing by letting all of this evil happen repeatedly over and over again? And in chapter 2, God responds and says, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> in essence, God tells Habakkuk, I know better than you. You don't have to worry about the righteous people that are suffering. You don't have to worry about the unrighteous people that are enjoying. I know what I'm doing. And at the right time, I will deliver whom I want to deliver. I feel like when I read chapter 2, the whole point of that was God telling Habakkuk, I know exactly what I'm doing. You might not understand it, but it is not in your place to understand it. I bless whom I want to bless, and I punish whom I want to punish. But in the end, I will bring justice on everyone. In chapter 2, verses 4, God says, Those who are righteous will live because they are faithful to God. Pretty much, Habakkuk was worried about the righteous people suffering, and God tells him, I know about the righteous people and they will live. You know, I feel like sometimes it do be so hard though to understand what God is actually doing, especially coming from where I come from. Um, most of the things that were talked about in Habakkuk is actually happening there. And I'm pretty sure it's the same in all of the countries of the world because there's evil everywhere now. You have the wicked people going on sinning and going on winning 
you have the wicked people that also suffer. You have the righteous people that enjoy and are blessed. You also have the righteous people that suffer. And so sometimes it's really, really hard to get to understand why things happen the way they do and when things are ever going to get better. In today's readings, there are five pronouncements of woes, or in my version, it says you are doomed. Okay, so the first is you're doomed. This is verses nine. You're doomed. You have made your family rich by what you took by violence and have tried to make your own home safe from harm and danger. People that live by violence, they want to wish bad. They want to carry out the worst possible form of evil on others, but they want to keep their home safe. They want to keep your family safe. In verses 12, it says, you are doomed. You founded a city on crime and built it up on murder. Verses 15, it says, you are doomed. In your fury, you humiliated and disgraced your neighbor. You made them stagger as though they were drunk. And in, give me a second, I have to turn up on my Bible page. <laughs> yeah. And then in verses 19, it says, you are doomed. You say to a piece of wood, wake up, or to a block of stone, get up. So it speaks words of woe to people who have built their business on lies and on deceit to people who wish evil upon their neighbors to people who worship idols to people who are ruled by violence who are ruled by wickedness and we see that these characteristics that people tend to have is not only aligned or defined by a group of people the people that do all of these things do not only belong to one particular country or one particular ethnic Every single person from every single part of the world is prone to do these things. And God is saying, I see what is going on. And at the right time, justice is going to prevail. And so we ask and we pray that as we go about our daily activities, we do not end up on the wrong side of justice, of God's justice when it comes. That he gives us the grace to overcome sin. And it also gives us the grace to take up the challenges that each day brings even when we cannot understand what is going on he gives us the strength to continue to have faith and to move on and to believe that he knows what he's doing and to trust in that and to depend on him through thick and thin so thank you so much for listening today i will see you guys tomorrow in the next episode stay blessed and have an amazing day